0: and welcome to the Life Redesigned podcast where we talk about how you grow through what you go through. Life will always bring you challenges and I am determined to not allow your past to set your future but rather your life this far to shape who you are as a strong confident woman. Allow yourself and your life to be redesigned and be all that you've always dreamed of. You deserve it. Hey, hey, everybody. What is up? It's Amy O with Life Redesigned, where we grow through what we go through. Today, I'm going to be sharing, uh, starting a series called Truth Talk. And today is part one. And I've done a lot of business trainings for all of you guys. And, you know, I thank you for all the feedback and all that I've been hearing. I'm so glad that you guys are enjoying those. And for the next four weeks, at least four weeks, if not more, I'm going to be actually rolling through. Uh, what I call a truth talk series. And that's going to be a little bit more of getting to know me and the driving force behind Life Redesign, the driving force behind why I'm doing what I'm doing, why I'm sharing what I'm sharing, and uh, a little bit of, um, you know, background, trials, errors, um, learning from my mistakes type of thing. And, you know, a lot of you guys have heard me talk about humanizing your brand and a long time ago when I was really, you know, at my brick and mortar studio for a very long time, um, and every single day working really hard and I was in the grind, uh, I, I knew everybody, everybody saw me. I, you know, I was, I was humanized there and now that the studio is, you know, where it is today, my business, my brick and mortar business is where it's at today. And I've entered in, into the social media world. What I'm realizing is that there's a lot of you that actually don't, don't know me very well. So here comes my truth talk. And I'm really excited to, to bring you part one of this series. And today, I'm going to be sharing with you just a little bit about how I got here. Uh, you know, who who is Amy? Where did I come from? What am I even doing? How? Why do I own a pole dancing studio? What's up with that? And why am I now in, in the online space? So let me just give you just a quick history uh, of just a little bit about me. So I am I grew up, I have three siblings and I grew up in a, a, very loving home. Um, my parents are amazing. I have so many fun memories of my siblings and, uh, we grew up on a golf course and I knew from a very small age that I wanted to be an entrepreneur. Like it was just ingrained in me. And I, um, you know, we would do things like we would go find golf balls on Sundays at the golf course. We would take the cart around and we'd have to kick people off the course. And I loved being in charge. And then we'd find golf balls in the, in the woods. And then we put them and we'd wash them up, put them in egg cartons and we'd go sit on the fifth hole of the golf course that I lived at. And we'd sell golf balls. I'd walk around the golf course and I would, you know, I'd pick up the cans and take the cans back for money. And then I'd take that money and go to the garage sales in my neighborhood and buy my mom something for mother's day or for her birthday. Um, And, you know, we would have penny carnivals off the porch. So I would find things in my room to try to sell and I'd bargain with people. So at a very young age, I really knew that I had drive that I had work ethic that I, you know, wanted to do something great that I wanted to be great. Like I just I don't remember a day that I didn't have that instilled um, in, in my in my soul in my DNA. So as I grew up, I really got interested in being, uh, you know, I really got interested in athletics. Uh, in the neighborhood that I grew up in, my sister had a lot of friends, my brothers had a lot of friends, and I was a little bit of a loner, like I didn't necessarily have, you know, girls my age to hang out with. Um, and I had a couple friends that were in the in the neighborhood that. We could kind of talk together a a little bit and hang out, but they were like in an extended neighborhood that weren't super close to me. So I found myself just kind of dreaming. Honestly, I found myself dreaming a lot and wondering, you know, what I could do and what I was going to do with my time. And I always had this. Burning desire to, to to fit in, I guess you could say. So I found that within sports at a very young age. Um, I loved playing sports. I loved dancing. I loved playing softball. I loved anything that I could get my hands into and 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 work really hard and grind and be coached at. I just loved that. That was that was my jam. That was my thing. I worked very hard in school. Um, moved on to go to college and ended up uh, playing softball at a small NAIA school here in uh, my city. And about three years in, I was studying business. I was, you know, doing two-a-day practices for softball. And I really kind of took a uh, note of my life. Like, this isn't where I want to be. This isn't what I want to do. And I left college. And that really excited my parents insert, just kidding, super not excited. My parents, they, you know, in their eyes, it was like a complete failure. I'd been the only kid that was going to college at that time. And I left and I left and I was like, I'm moving to Chicago and I'm going to go be in network marketing. That's what I'm going to do. So I moved to Chicago and I did just that. I entered into a network marketing space, um, back then network marketing. So I was, you know, 20, 19, 20 at the time. And network marketing back then was where you would close for thousands and thousands of dollars. Okay. A lot of, you know, the network marketing space right now, and it is, it's a, it's a very safe industry. It's very ethical. Uh, There's so many great products that are tested and tried and true and systems and All the things Uh, that was not the industry back then, or at least the company that I was with back then. So, to make a long story short, within that era of my life, I moved to Chicago, joined a network marketing company, and was closing sales for like ten thousand dollars. Speaking on stages with three hundred people in the audience, um, sharing with them about products I was barely using, and what I found is that the, the behind the scenes part of the leaders of that company, not the company itself, but the leaders of that company were running things very unethically. So that was my life at the time. And when I made the the decision to walk away, the hardest thing to see was that I was very disowned. So again, when I talk about network marketing back then, we talked a lot about 97% versus 3%. We used, I remember, you know, we used to say, oh, the 90%, 97% is they're working a job and the 3% is we're building a business and we're entrepreneurs. And the great thing about that era in my life is I, I learned how to work. I learned a lot about people. I learned a lot about personalities. I learned a lot about work ethic. I learned how to understand what a grind is and and discipline and be around millionaires. And that was really my first taste of something like that in the entrepreneur world. What I found very quickly is how unethical that whole thing was. And when I walked away and stood up for my values and stood up for my truth, I was extremely disowned by my leaders Uh, People that I had really, truly been there for, for a lot of, uh, a lot of events in their life. In fact, I was so disowned that I was supposed to be in a wedding of our top leaders. And I was no longer invited to be in the wedding when I decided to leave the company because I challenged their values and I challenged their morals. And I asked really, I asked really hard questions uh, when I was not a millionaire to people that were millionaires saying, why are you guys doing this? Why is this run this way? What is happening here? and I didn't get answers. And I laughed because it didn't get the answers from people that I was looking up to. And I thought to myself, you know what? I'm not going to keep promoting this. I'm not going to keep, this goes against what I believe in. This goes against my values. And this is not right. What they're doing is not right. And I stood up for that. I left. I was kicked out of the wedding. I was disowned and I never talked to those people. <clears throat> most of them still to this day. So going through that transition from having such a tight-knit family within that industry to going and being on my own was like, I felt like I was just on an island all by myself. Um, I was 20, uh, let's see, 23 at the time I left the industry, I think. Yeah, 23 at the time I left the industry. And uh, the only thing that I knew to turn to was drugs and alcohol and a heck of a lot of sin. Um, That's what got me through the pain of everybody deserting me and leaving me. And I found a local restaurant, became a server, started waiting tables and really got into a crowd of people that at the time were doing the same thing that I was. So it was fun. It seemed okay. And that really led like a really strong path uh, through my 20s. And, you know, really what I discover and obviously what I can see now looking back 20 years later is I can see that, I, you know, in my, in, my, in my head and in my mind and in my heart at the time, I was doing all of those things because it was fun. And what I can see now is I was just trying to cover up the pain, right? So those of you that have had any sort of addiction or you've had any sort of, you know, life that you've turned away from where you've really like just done everything that you can to cope, Um, I can look back and now see that those, those were choices and decisions and people that I was around to try to help me feel better. And also those of you that have ever had any sort of experience with that, uh, we know where that leads us, right? It, it doesn't, it doesn't make us feel better. It doesn't help us feel better. So I met a lot of really wonderful people. Um, Most of those people are actually still in my life today during that time. So while it was a very crazy time of drinking and drugs for me, uh, the friendships and relationships that I built were so solid because I did find people that, um, that I could really count on. So I left this area of being really deserted and feeling alone and not wanted and shoved to the curb. And then I got to meet some really incredible people. That some of the, some of them to this day uh, would do anything at the drop of a hat for me. And we've been friends for 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 twenty years. So within that era of me kind of like navigating, you know, th- through finding what I was doing, I partied really, really hard when I left network marketing. Made a lot of like wink, wink, really great decisions after being, you know, in drugs and alcohol and and doing all the things in that era of my life and finally decided, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to switch jobs. I'm going to go into a career that is going to give me a little bit more stability. And I began working in sales Uh, it was a really rough transition. I mean, there was a a lot of like, wow, I've really got to grow up if I'm going to be part of this fortune 500 company. So I went from working at like a local restaurant and bar to working at a very solid fortune 500 company as part of their sales team. And I'll never forget because when I interviewed for the position, the number one requirement before anything else was that you had to have a, a, a college degree and I didn't. And Remember, remember when I said this, or those of you guys that know me, you know, I like to really go against the grain. I applied anyway. And I was like, these people are going to hire me, even though I don't have a college diploma. So I went in, I went through that I went through the interview process. And as they looked at my resume and interview one, They're like, Oh, so you graduated from, you know, this college. And I said, no, I, I, I didn't, I've got one, one year to let one year to go. They're like, so you don't have a college degree. And I said, no. And then I made it to the second interview and they asked me the the same thing and I made it to the third and I made it to the fourth and I made it to the fifth and then they hired me and I'll never forget meeting the girl that they hired side by side to me at that time which is now what's still to this day one of my best friends in the whole entire world and she turned to me and said what do you mean you got hired without a degree that was the first question that they asked me and i was like yeah well you know so i just went for it and i had the confidence and i got hired in that company and i entered into a sales career that i loved uh it was fun it was exciting you know I'll, i'll also never forget working for this company and Oh, gosh. So for a little while, I transitioned. I transitioned with, uh, you know, working at the the restaurant and the bar and then kind of also working in sales because I had to kind of have an overlap of when we were getting paid and you know, that kind of stuff. And it was like, you're so used to being up until 4 a.m. because in the restaurant industry and in the bar industry, that's what time you you don't go to bed till four or five. Well, I had to like be at the, you know, I had to be at work at 7 a.m. And I'm like, what are people doing up at this time? Which is funny to think about now because. I'm up at 6 a.m. every day. So that transition was super tough and really kind of feeling like I needed to step into a new role was interesting, but I, I, I loved it. And this comp the company that I worked for was very structured. Uh, so and again again, if you if any of you that are listening to this, you know me like you just know that this is how I operate. So we had a very strict dress code for sales black. White navy, you had to wear nylons, and this is what your shoes needed to look like. And I broke all of those rules. I was wearing hot pink, I was wearing purple, I was wearing blue. I never wore nylons because I was like, I'm not wearing nylons. That doesn't fit my personality. And I hit my sales numbers and I continued to work for that company and I continued to wear pink and I continued to wear blue and purple and I don't know, I just made it work. So against the grain is where I went with that. And so I had a lot of fun within that company. and after a couple of years, I was really just I was ready to move on. and I was invited to open a prestigious nightclub in Grand Rapids by a couple of friends of mine that I loved and adored and um, still love and adore. and I was offered to be part of the grand opening of that. and That was really exciting to me. You know, it was really safe to work for a Fortune 500 company, and um, to have that steady paycheck. And you know, I did I did work hard, and I wasn't you know in the I was a top sales leader in my in my area, and I hit I hit my numbers in that job. But there was something in me that when I heard that there was an opportunity for me to work in something and start new from the ground up, like that was really exciting for me. So I got offered the position, I said yes, and I left my super conservative, safe job to go into something in a position that did not exist to work for a prestigious nightclub that back then in Grand Rapids, you know, that was, let's see, that was um, 2005-ish, I think, somewhere around there, uh, was not like the grandest thing of where our city was at at the time. Um, so we did just that. We opened our doors. We talked about the, you know, the grit behind who we were and the brand that we were. And I worked within that brand and I helped open that club and I promoted that club and I met so many amazing people. It was so fun. Fast forward a little while forward. Uh, let's see, some time went by. Oh my goodness, that time in my life went fast. So a couple years, a year and a half or so uh, around there, uh, our club did not make it. So I was really in a position that I had to decide what I was going to do. Was I gonna go back into that safe job uh, or was I gonna kind of stay in this industry? And you know, there's those of you that are in the bar and restaurant industry, it's fun, you know. I mean, I know a lot of people are like, oh, like I, had, I don't know. I, I loved it. I loved meeting people. I loved serving people. I loved memory, the memories I made. I loved the staff. You know, I can say for the most part, like all the staff I worked with, I just met some really great people. So I don't know if I just got like crazy, weirdly lucky or something, and everybody else just like hates that industry, but I, I truly, truly loved it. And I'm truly grateful for that time. And I also think, Anybody that I really think they should have it as a college course. I think you should have to work in the industry because I think it teaches you a lot of uh, about a lot about yourself. I think it teaches you a lot about how hard you can work, that you have to work hard because that's how you make money. Um, It teaches you how to talk to people and how to relationship build because that's also how you make money. And it teaches you how to work as a team because you don't, you don't work by yourself in a restaurant or as a bartender. That's not how it works. You've got to connect with the other staff. You've got to work with the food runners. You've got to work with a chef. You've got to relay communication. You've got to, you know, you've got to make a drink if the bartender's busy and you're expecting them to make your drink. So you've got to, you've got to pivot a lot in that industry. And I really, truly think that it teaches you a lot. So, kudos to you. High five for all of you that work in that industry. I love it. And I love that you're there and thank you for all that you do. You guys are rock stars. So I was really at a position where I needed to decide what I was going to do. And again, I really loved the idea of building that was just, you know, doing that, even though the nightclub didn't make it, I loved, I loved the grit and the grind and the hard work behind that. And the branding piece of that, I really enjoyed that. So I moved next door to another bar and restaurant and I worked there, uh, as I, I worked there to help build that brand and connect that brand and promote that brand. Uh, and again, I loved it. And then I, again, just kind of came to a crossroads. The industry kind of came to a crossroads where I was really considered to, to, um, be able to do something different. And at that time in my life, I had strayed back to, you know, that crazy, that crazy, uh, era of where, where I was before I went into sales, I really kind of like circled back around to that. I really, you know, I was feeling like I didn't have direction. I was feeling like I was like off the rails a little bit sometimes. Um, and I was just kind of really trying to find my way. So it was kind of like I had my way for a little while. And then it was kind of like off the rails. I went because it was like, well, this isn't quite the right fit of like where I thought I would be. So that relationship ended and I went back into sales to try to have a little bit of structure and to try to kind of figure out, um, if this was where I wanted to be. And as I was, as I was transitioning into that, I, um, the guy that I was dating at the time, we were together for about five years at that time, four years at that time. I, um, I found out that I was pregnant. We found out that we were pregnant and I wasn't sad about it. You know, it wasn't something that I was ready for, but I was, I was really, really, really excited to be a mom and I couldn't wait to be a mom. I couldn't wait to, to go through, to go, to go through this period of my life and really have that purpose. And during that time, as I separated from that, um, from the restaurant industry, that also kind of gave me a little bit of a focus to redirect my life and really turn my life around and what I did is had an opportunity to go back to school so I went back to school and finished my degree while I was pregnant and uh, graduated. So I now have a Bachelor of Science in Business Administration and Communication arts from a local college here same college where I started. So it's you're never you're never done until you're done. you can always go back. I went back 10 years later. so 10 years after I left college, I went back while I was pregnant with no job, and I finished my degree. So within that, found out I was pregnant. And after I had my son, I was working in sales. Uh, I actually went through my interviews being almost five months pregnant. I hid my belly during my sales interviews uh, because I didn't want, I didn't want the male managers to know that I was pregnant because I didn't want that to be a factor in them hiring me. So I was very, um, I wore like this big, I, I, wore, I wore a big, like a suit jacket over my belly <coughs> and, um, just discussed my numbers and where I was at with the company before. And I got hired with this company and insert a few weeks later, probably like a month later, we ended up having to work. Part of our training was to work in the factory piece of this, this company. And the factory is like, doesn't have air. It's really hot. This was in the middle of summer. Um, my belly was showing and I was like, okay, I can't like work here, work in here for eight hours while I'm pregnant with no drink breaks and like pull these long hours in the heat. So I eventually had to tell my male manager, the company and my managers were extremely supportive of me being pregnant and where I was. And, I finished out that job um, being one of the top sales reps in the entire company, in the entire country. I loved it. I was great at it. There was still something that felt like it was missing. remember that whole piece where I was like, oh, I love Like it was nice to be stable, but I still had this burning desire to like build and do something. And I wasn't sure what that meant. So taking that entrepreneurship from when I was little of like that still kind of just stuck around and I knew I was good at sales but I kind of said to myself, oh, I'm just, I'm just not sure if this is where I want to be forever. You know, is this what I'm going to want to do? So I decided I would look back into the fitness industry and kind of just see what was out there. And maybe it could just kind of be in the fitness industry, teach a workout class, something like that. Okay. So don't forget, this was, this was 11 years ago. Okay. Boutique fitness did not exist. We didn't have things like Pool dancing and boxing and orange theory and circuit training. We didn't have any of that. Okay. We had like gyms, the YMCA, like big, big name gyms. That was it. So when I looked into the, the fitness industry, I thought, I don't want to be a personal trainer, kind of feel like everyone's doing that, you know? So I Googled weird fitness certifications. And at I will never forget this. And as the Google search came up, I looked at the certifications and I'm scrolling down and I literally said out loud, I was like, no way, no way. And I'm looking at pole fitness certifications. And I'm like, this is not a thing. I mean, come on. And if this is a thing, how, how, how have I never heard anything about this because this sounds super cool, really fun. And I live in a small city. There's gotta be one here. So I opened a new window and kind of thought, okay, where is the studio here? Because I'll, I'll just go teach there. So I'll like go get certified and then I'll go, I'll go teach at the student in Grand Rapids. Well, I found out there wasn't one, so then I thought to myself, "Well, I'll go get certified, and then I'll come back, and I'll just teach a couple classes." So I'll come up with like a cute, catchy name. I'll teach. I'll teach a couple classes, and should be fun, right? So I, my son is my son was one, and to my boyfriend at the time, I said, "Hey, so I think I'm going to go to Chicago this weekend." and get certified in, uh, pole fitness. And he's like, what? I'm sorry. Come again. And I was like, yeah, I, yeah. It's like this thing I found online. Like it's, you get like certified, you get like a certification and it's pole and then you can like teach it. And it looks really cool. And there's a studio out there and I really want to go. And he's like, okay. And I was like, I think I can do like two certifications at the same time. So I'm just going to go like Friday through Sunday and then I'll be certified when I come back and then I can put a pole in the basement and then I can practice. And he's like, whoa, like what is going on with you? So eventually was like, okay, go for it. So I paid a couple thousand dollars to go get a couple certifications, drove to Chicago and walked into this space thinking I was going to a fitness class. Okay. So this is the beginning journey of me finding the pole fitness industry. And those of you that know where I am, fast forward just a little bit, and you know that my company is about to turn 11 this year. So back up 11 years ago, this was my very first piece and my very first eye, having eyes on my very first experience with pole fitness. So... There is a little bit of background about me. I'm going to keep you guys on the hook and keep you waiting for Truth Talk Part 2 next week, and I'm going to share with you what happened at the certification, and I'm going to give you a hint. I knocked something off the wall, and it was very, very hilarious. I've got some funny stories to share with you about how I got into this industry, where this industry led me, and some stories along the way. So, tune in next week. We're going to talk about Truth Talk, part two of how Amy O entered into becoming a certified pole instructor. And I know what you're thinking. Oh, Amy, you know, I'm sure it was so easy. You look like you do everything with ease. You guys, listen up. I am here to tell you, I did not do this with ease. I'm serious. Okay. I was knocking things off the wall, super uncoordinated, didn't have answers to any questions. I didn't know what I was doing. And I can't wait to share it with you. So, Join me next week. We're going to go through part two. Can't wait to see you. We're going to learn more about all the things of how this brand was born, where I'm at today, how Flirt Fitness is still alive today, some more how-tos and some good stories coming up next week, and I'll see you. Until next time, be reminded that your past does not have to define your future and that you always have a choice to live a life redesigned. See you soon.